Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears TV Podcast. I almost said Netflix and Swill. How weird would that have been, Gerald? Yeah, don't do that. We don't need another one of those. <laughs> Dan got in my fucking head. He came over here and was like, oh, we're recording so much for the Netflix and Swill. What do you say? Universe podcast? Whatever. That man is stupid. Yeah. He is not, no argument he is not here. important to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, Gerald. I've got my dear, dear North Carolina friend back with me to discuss another. Well, I'm going to say another because next month I'm doing The Wire, which is kind of like in the same ilk of dark and gritty sure. universe, hard drama. But yeah, today we're doing Ozark, which was your request and... Mm -hmm. I had never seen past the first two seasons until this watch, so that was oh okay, was a lot interesting. Yeah, that was what I was saving for when we were recording. Was that I? This is my first time viewing seasons three and four of this show. So okay, yeah. Well, what? Uh, why did you not do it prior to this? I feel like that's going to be part of the conversation oh, okay. we get into later. That's cool. I yeah. I have I I have feelings, but before we get into those feelings, is there anything that you have been watching that you would like to mention before we start picking apart all things Ozark? It's funny. I know you do this on your show, and by the way, thanks thanks for having <laughs> me back. Because anytime I get a chance to talk with you, it's it's a delight. But oh, uh, I'm the opposite of Dan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you are. <laughs> um, but you know, we I kind of tell you what I watch already, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just for conversational reasons, I recently finished um, the the newest season of Hacks. I love that show on HBO with Gene Smart. Yeah, I watched the first season. How's the new season? It's good. It's really good. They kind of um, I didn't know if it could be as good, but I think it's better than the first season. They did really well. Okay. Yeah, really good arcs. They got and, nominated for some Emmys too. Yeah, it did. It did. I'm excited about That's that. That's something that happened since my last episode. Is the Emmy noms came out, and there was. A lot of the shows that I watch got some love, and then there was a lot of shows that I don't watch that got love. So I guess, I guess I'm fifty fifty. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and you watch everything, so that's funny. I do. Yeah. I do watch everything. So like, Better Call Saul got a lot. Stranger Things got a lot, which I love both of those shows. Sure. Um, Stranger Things season four. I'm sure everybody's already talked to death, but I watched twice already now. Oh wow! And okay. I think for me, it's like season one is the best. And then I think season four for me and then season three and then season two. But they're all like four star or higher for me. Like I fucking love Stranger Things. Yeah, I just started watching season one with Logan. So I'm letting him kind of dip his toe in the water a little bit. So he is like in love with the whole lore of Stranger Things now. So it just feels so nostalgic and like that nostalgia hits so close to home, even though it takes place in years where I was a child and an infant, it still feels like my youth, which is crazy. Yeah, no, I, I love the whole like Goonie stand by me kind of vibe that it's got going for sure. Yes. And what's maybe what's not so crazy is the Duffer brothers went to Jordan high school mm -hmm. and are the same age as me. So they went to school 20 minutes away and were the same grades. So maybe that's why it feels so much like my childhood. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I've been all over Stranger Things as well. Um, just like you. Yeah. I, I'm also into this show on Hulu called The Great with Elle Fanning. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that one? I've watched. I never went back to finish season two, but I watched 
uh, binge all of season one and then got halfway through season two and then had watched so much of it that I took a break and then didn't go back. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but, um, you know, the first half of the year, I usually catch up and like binge a lot of TV that I've been interested in. And those are the ones that come top of mind, but there's a lot of good stuff out there, so... There is. So I watched um, Boo Bitch with Dan, which was the Lana Condor series. It was fine. Um, the Boys just finished, which I'm not going to give any spoilers for that, but I love Jensen Ackles and seeing him and Eric Kripke together and seeing him portray such a different character was awesome. Um, let's see. Under the Banner of Heaven, we just reviewed, so done. Oh, and then Better Call Saul Season 6 Part 2 started back again on july 11th so there's two more episodes left and i know a lot of people who like breaking bad Mm -hmm. have said that they've tried better call Saul and couldn't get into Mm -hmm. it i would just encourage those people at some point in their life to go back to it because like breaking bad season one was a slow start we can all agree on that i'm sure yeah and it builds and better call Saul is like that where it builds and it grows and right now it's it's just so fucking good, you guys. Well, Breaking Bad is one of my all times, and as you know, because you always give me shit about it, I haven't done Saul yet. I can't. It's just. I know you and too, Paul and too many David fucking Powell. seasons. Like, let's chill out. Like, let's, let's, oh god, I want to though. I want you, to. I want to. It's. It is. I think I like this show better than I like Breaking Bad. So. Well, it's interesting because Ozark has uh, got hints of. Breaking Bad yes, in there for me. a hundred percent. And I think there's going to be some crossover conversation and some comparison when we get into that conversation, at least for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure there's other things that I watched, but it, they're not important. Oh, I, like I was watching my Bravo shit, which I'm not going to bore you guys with, but <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip season two, which is all ex-wives. Um, they finished their season this week as well, and it was a wild fucking ride. I'll just say that. It's crazy. Good times. Good times. Emily Higgins, you should be watching it. Mm-hmm. All right. So for Ozark, let's go ahead and we'll take a trip back to 2017. Although I'm just now realizing I forgot to do my look back for uh, TV, movies, music, and what have you for that year. So I'm just going to ask you guys all to figure that shit out on your own. Too bad. <laughs> I Well, so like I prepared this and did my notes because we were going to record a week ago and you've had shit in your life and I have a very boring life except for the fact that I had to cover for the other receptionist at work all week because she had COVID. So like oh. my week was very busy and it worked out very well for me okay, that good. you had stuff too. All right, good. I felt yeah, bad no. about that. So good. No, I was working. I usually work... <sighs> I usually work a very paltry schedule of like 25-ish, maybe 30 hours a week. And then I got Kelsey's hours, which are like 20 hours a week extra on me. So it was like a lot more than I'm used to doing. Well, good. Well, But it's fine. I just brought back my old restaurant grind personality (laughs) and knocked out like 11-hour days back-to-back and wasn't even breaking a sweat and was in a good mood. There you go. That's another show I binged, by the way, was The Bear. Did you watch that yet? I have not watched that yeah, yet because I'm afraid of the PTSD that's going to like kick in when I watch yeah, it. I just did that one too. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. My best friend Courtney is, we came up in the restaurant industry together and she told me it gives her like major trauma to rewatch it. Yeah. It's intense. To watch it's it. intense, especially coming from that world for sure. All right, so Ozark, it premiered in 2017 on Netflix. It was four seasons, 44 episodes on Netflix. I already said. It's written 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb and was created by Bill Dubuque. 
Um, it follows a financial advisor who drags his family from Chicago to the Missouri Ozarks, where he must launder money to appease a drug boss. Mm-hmm. It stars Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, Julia Garner, Sophia Hublitz, Skylar Gartner, Charlie Tahan, and Lisa Emery, to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Gerald... What do you like about this series, Ozark? Well, we already touched on it a little bit, but it does harken back a little bit to kind of like Breaking Bad's arc for me, uh, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. But, you know, I'm a little biased with some of the people involved, particularly Jason Bateman. Um, I, I've just always loved him. I mean, obviously Arrested Development, but even going all, yes. all the way back to like 80s, cheesy 80s movies even. Uh, I just have always been a huge fan of his, and I love his kind of like calm demeanor throughout this entire series, no matter what the hell is going on. Uh, most people would be losing their shit, and he just kind of seems so level-headed in the moment. But, you know, he kind of was the magnet for me to kind of get me into the show. And then when I started watching it, just the, you know, because Breaking Bad was over. I can't remember if, did Better Call Saul start before Ozark? Yes. It did? Yes. Yeah, so. I think Better Call Saul, I believe, was 2016, if I'm not mistaken. But I came to Breaking Bad late, too. Like, I remember binging Breaking Bad when the last season was live. So I like what my wife was pregnant with our first son and that we what we binge like all the seasons of Breaking Bad while the new season was airing. So we were able to like watch that kind of in real time. But there was just kind of that I don't know that lack there for me of that like gritty kind of like family drama was kind of miss, mm-hmm. missing for me. And Ozark just came along at the right time. I love the way it's shot like it's a very, you know, dimly naturally lit show and a lot of like, you know, green hues throughout the show. Um, it's not a bright show in any way. It's very dark, even in the way they shoot it. And I love Jason Bateman. I think Laura Linney is fucking, especially in this most recent season, oh. is like top tier, like acting on another level. Um, if you're talking about in the TV world. So, you know, it's been one of my favorite shows in recent years. I'd say in the last 10 years, it's probably in my top five shows. Wow. Okay. Okay. So this show, I really really wanted to like and I'm having a hard time pinpointing because I have a lot of really good things to say about it Mm -hmm. but for some reason when I'm watching this show it just doesn't hold my attention like I find myself like looking at my phone or like Mm. not really caring about if I go to the next episode or not like it's not something about it and I can't figure it out because I love Julia Garner in this show is amazing to watch Mm -hmm. she has kind of like she reminds me a little of jessica jones where she's got that hard tough exterior she will fucking like bull her nose through anything like fight through any situation but in she's actually one of the most vulnerable characters on the show and has such a diverse range of emotions that she goes through and you just are right there with her Mm -hmm. and want her to succeed Mm -hmm. so like julia garner's performance is one of my favorite things on the show um I feel like there's some great characters and like, especially the side characters and some of the relationships that develop between them, like Buddy and Jonah, for instance, I thought was such a like great progression Mm -hmm. and you just really grow to see Buddy as a member of the family. And that's like a long walk from where he started off as like just that gruff guy in the basement. So, yeah, and I feel like the series does a good job. It's kind of like Real Housewives-ish in the sense that you find yourselves liking characters that you had hated or disliked for a while, and then vice versa, characters that you thought you liked, they kind of turn in a way that you don't like them so much anymore. They're like, it just 
nothing's ever constant or a given. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything's kind of on like unsolid ground for the show and it just leaves you never really knowing what's going to happen. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But are you saying that you were not a fan of it overall though? I'm not not a fan, but I don't see I don't see myself watching this show again. Gotcha. I don't feel I feel like there's other shows like Breaking Bad. I would rather watch Breaking Bad instead of this show. And I feel like I like we'll get to it later, but I like the way this show ends. I feel like the last season is super, super strong. Um, and I feel like there was a lot more happening and it felt like there was a lot more happening. Whereas in previous seasons, when I'm taking my notes, there's obviously a lot of things happening, but it still feels slow for some reason. Uh, I think a lot does that of that, makes sense? it does. I think a lot of that, um, you know, maybe we connected on different levels and far as our connection to the characters, but I, you know, I was just so invested really in Marty, if I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. and then as an extension, as we got further into the show, uh, Ruth as well. So like Ruth and Marty for me are really what carried my interest personally throughout the whole season or series. But I just was always invested. Like, you know, are they going to come out of this? Okay. Is this going to work out? Like, you know, cause Marty was the typical, you know, guy who was basically doing all of this for his family and he just got so mm-hmm. deep in it. Right. It was like, it's like when you start telling lies, you know, you have to tell another lie to cover up that lie. And then you have to tell another lie. And then by the, you know, by the end of the year, you have all these lies up in the air. You can't remember what's real and what's not. Um, and he, his character kind of goes through that throughout the whole show. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, characters that we, that we love and stuff. But I mean, for me, just my connection to him as kind of the patriarch of the show and then uh, Ruth as well. I just could not stop watching because I wanted to make sure they were okay. So Marty, I feel like he is, I'm not always rooting for him. Mm. I feel like there's some shit that he does and some moves that he makes, especially when he is continuing to freaking support Wendy and empower Wendy to do all the shit that Wendy's doing. Yeah. It, I just like, God damn it. God damn it, sir. I want to like, you know, I want to root for you, but I can't when you're letting this freaking sociopath loose on basically everybody. And Wendy, I'm going to go into a diatribe on later, but she is a piece of fucking work. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, Jesus uh, fucking Christ. And Laura Lenny nails that, you know, but I'm kind of with you, too. Like, I feel like and this sounds weird because it's not really him, but I feel like Marty's biggest flaw is like his belief in Wendy. <laughs> You know, yes. like I feel like if and he would have like, just left her like in season one, like they could have, you know, saved so much pain for the family. Okay. So like, I want, I'm not positive and I wanted to go back and rewatch this episode, but there's an episode in one of the first couple of seasons where it shows Barty getting recruited by the cartel. Like Wendy knew about him working for the cartel. Like they both agreed together, right? Like she kind of, or am I misremembering that? Yeah. That's how I remember it too. Yeah, she was so she, I feel like he even like got into it for her and like everything mm-hmm. that he's been doing has been because she gets a thrill out of exactly. it. Exactly. Like, yeah, that that's a that's a consistent <sighs> kind of like through line in the show like almost like it gets to the point in season 4, the most recent season, it almost gets to a point where it's like you feel like Marty's almost afraid to not do what she wants him to do. Whereas in the first couple seasons, it was like, he's doing it kind of to impress her, you know? Yeah. And it seems like he's the one that has, 
I don't know if I would say the power, because like in the first episode, you kind of get the sense that their family situation is super bleak, especially that he's watching like this homemade porno of her and that other dude yeah. like on repeat. Like it's it's a it's a bad situation, but he's still like doing all of this stuff for her, but you don't quite know it yet. And then the more that gets revealed, like the more fucked up you realize this woman is. Yeah. No, that's and like yeah. Jonah and Charlotte and Marty, I think, are all decent, good people that have gone through and dealt with some shit and maybe not made the best decisions all the time, but they're trying. And I feel like Wendy is just so focused on winning that she doesn't care who she hurts along the way, including her family. Yep. I agree 100%. And that's why, you know, that character of Wendy is like a villain, but... Yes. She's with the heroes in the show. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's a very interesting dynamic that her character carries throughout the show, especially in the last like season. Because I, oh I, I don't know if you remember. I, I think it was the beginning of season four, I think. But correct me if it was season three. But there's like the first three or four episodes, I think, of season four are like basically Wendy and Marty against each other, like making opposite decisions to try to outdo the other one. Yeah, because Marty's, like, not agreeing with what she's doing. So he's, like, trying to, like, backdoor sabotage her goals and her plans. Right. She'll make a phone call to get something done, and then he'll make another phone call to, like, nix it, you know? Uh, Or vice versa. But I remember thinking, like, oh, this is going to go good. Like, actually, i got to be honest with you. It's okay to do spoilers for season four on this? Yeah, yeah. This this whole podcast, we'll go ahead and do the spoiler warning now. Spoilers for this show that is finished, okay. and as always, I it, yeah, because I don't, I don't ever remember to do like pre I know, I know. I just figured because season four was still somewhat recent; it was a few months ago. But well, this is the warning, and Gerald, you were very kind to give it to the people. So <laughs> well, what I was going to say, what you. I was going to say that is kind of spoilery is, um, I remember thinking when all that was going on at the beginning of season four that Wendy w- was going to die. I remember thinking that to myself, and I was like, okay, this is going to go okay because like. Finally, Marty's going to realize that she's like bringing this whole thing down, you know, and she I didn't necessarily think he was going to kill her, but I just thought she was getting way too in over her head to where she wasn't going to be able to survive. She was biting off way more than she could chew. And even was it at the end of season one where they were going to leave and go to the Gold Coast? And she's like, no, we stay. Yes. Yes. And like he has been trying to save his family and get them out of this shit from basically First season, if not even sooner, that wasn't on the show. But, like, she's always the one that wants to keep growing, keep getting bigger, keep getting more dangerous. And, like, fucking risking her entire family is not a deterrent to her. Exactly. And, you know, you get the sense as the show goes on that, like, she was very reluctant and was mad at Marty for, you know, laundering and, like, having to live this life and all this other stuff. And as the show goes on, you get the sense, like, she can't be without it. You know, she has to live in this world. Um, yeah. And that just comes to fruition. And especially, at, like you said, uh, her character in season four was, wow. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck everything else, you know. She just burned it to the ground. Yeah. Um, okay, so who are some of your favorite characters on the series? Well, I mean, Marty and Ruth take the cake. I mean, you know, Julia Garner, well, period, as an actress in general, is uh, phenomenal. Everything I've seen her in, I absolutely adore her. I think she's a, a just a tour de force actress. And she's one of the up-and-coming actresses in Hollywood, too. She's going to be playing Madonna in the biopic next year. 
I was just going to say, have you seen that? I think yeah. that's perfect casting, BT Dub. Me too, me too. But yeah, her character of Ruth and Marty are kind of tied for first for me. Um, I also like, okay. also like um, some like sub characters. Like, I love how kind of, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but I guess kind of scary um, Helen, Helen Pierce is in the show. Yeah. She's a very like ominous, like badass bitch, you know, that you just don't feel like you want to fuck with. Um, so her character is always like chewing up scenery, you know? So I loved when she was in some episodes. Um, and then her ultimate fate was just one of the best, like jaw droppers, (laughs) jaw droppers for me. Well, because like, that's one of my favorite parts. Skipping ahead is when, cause Wendy being the alpha bitch that she is, she knows that Helen is onto them before Marty even like will believe it. And so she's starting to like plan moves and, anticipate it but even helen is three steps ahead of her and is like everything that wendy's thinking to do helen's already like shut down figured out and moved on to the next step yep it was fascinating to see because throughout the series we see wendy becoming more and more of a player and it kind of like is introduced with her because she did like political campaigns and you see her kind of working through that aspect but then she's also growing through the navarro side developing that relationship with him and like making certain like moral sacrifices. And it's just, she goes to this point of no return and Helen's still better than her. Yeah. No, that, that whole, like, that's a bad, that whole cat and mouse game was, was great stuff, man. But it was awesome. But I just, I don't know. I had this image in my head that you get a sense. A lot of the characters had this image of her too, that Helen's just like this untouchable, just like badass bitch, you know, like, who is going to just claw her way and just do whatever she has to do. So when that happened, I was floored. I mean, I didn't expect her to die that way. Um, oh, you know, Omar taking her out right there and getting the blood all over them, over the birds, oh my God. which was very symbolic, you know, but hell yeah. Yeah. I, I love her character. And then uh, Marty and Ruth are a no brainer for me. Okay, so I have Buddy. Um, I really liked one of the moments, like, when you kind of see his history and, like, the stuff that he's done, like, when they're going to Frank Cosgrove and you find out, like, Buddy was former mafia, and even though he's seems like a frail old curmudgeon, he's a swinging dick still with these players in this world, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But then at his funeral, when Jonah had, like, reached out to all of his buddies and, like, passed along the messages at the funeral and was like, he's a hard son of a bitch who blah, blah, blah. Like, that was super moving. And then Jonah, who's, like, maybe 12 at the time, who says he was my best friend and I'll carry his secrets to my grave. Like, that shit got me. Mm. So, like, Buddy was... Buddy got my heart. Um, I really liked Ben. Uh, what's her, What's her name? Wendy's brother. Yeah, that's Ben. Yeah, 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 Ben. Mm-hmm. He had all of the compassion and the morality that Wendy didn't, but she was able to paint him out to be like the bad guy or to kind of like make it seem like what he was saying was not important because he had a mental illness. And then like the way that she did him after his death was terrible. Yeah, I mean, just the whole thing around Ben's character arc in the show, which was pretty short, was crazy because and that's why i just think laura lenny is just phenomenal because you really get the sense that uh, of her like internal anguish over what was happening you know but Mm -hmm. like like you already said beautifully like she wendy bird is going to do whatever the hell she needs to do to stay on the track 
of power, you know? And that meant, in that season, that meant killing her brother or having her brother killed. And I can't believe she did that. I know. It's just absolutely... But that speaks to her character, though, because, like, had she yes. not done it, we would have been sitting here like, okay, she she would have really had him killed, right? I mean, Wendy Bird would not, you know. So I could see it coming because it just spoke to her character perfectly. But it is crazy to think, like, I mean, I have a sister. Like, I could never in a million years think that it would ever come to that, you know? No, and I think that was such a defining moment for her character and then for the Bird family, too, because, like, once Jonah figured out that it was Wendy's fault that Ben died or Wendy gave the permission, like, he separated off from the family and wouldn't have anything to do with her. And yeah. even Charlotte, he was trying to be like, I'm your brother. You And she's like, well, you're not mentally, you don't have a mental illness. And he's like, that's not what I was looking for you to say. Yeah. Like she lost. You're she, you're my brother. She lost them, you know, after that. Yes. She lost even Marty to a certain extent. I mean, she lost her family's like trust, like, you know, any hope that she was a good quote unquote mom, which <laughs> she's not. No. You know, she just, the, what went down with Ben just kind of ruined any kind of growth that they would have had, I feel like. Well, even the shit she was trying to get Jonah fucking arrested to get him to stop laundering for Darlene and Ruth, like, the shit that she goes to, the lengths that she will go to are just unfathomable to a regular person. I feel like watching her make those decisions was probably the most fascinating part of the latter seasons for me, just because it was so wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, and then I also liked the kids, Charlotte and Jonah. Um, I liked Sue, who was the bird's therapist, who was taking bribes from both of them. <laughs> yeah, that bitch was fucking hilarious. Yeah, she was good. She was good. And she showed up in that freaking... Um, Yellow Camaro or whatever. That, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. She was a trip. Um, I liked Darlene after she had shot off Frank Jr.'s dick. Oh, okay. And... I liked Jim, who was, I know him from the comeback. He played Lisa Kudrow's husband, but he was the lawyer that Wendy was constantly like leaning on uh, and okay. calling to like do her. Yeah. I felt like he was given a lot more to do. And it was just kind of really interesting to see this person who has had moral <laughs> ambiguity throughout like the political world and see what lengths he's willing to go to compared to like Wendy. And he's, he ain't as bad as that bitch is. Right, right. Nobody's as bad as Wendy, which I think was a nice way to show that. Yeah, I agree. All right, who do you not like? Uh, well, I don't really like Dar- Darlene. I know you said you you enjoyed her after no, she... No, I hated her up until after she shot off Frank Jr.'s dick, and then that after that, she was amusing to me in some way. Yeah, that was a good moment, for sure. That was her defining moment as far as like what I enjoyed. I, I don't know. Her character just kind of really... I don't know, it just irked me. Like, the whole, like, backwoods, like, I don't need to follow any rules because I live out here in the woods. I don't know. She just never fell in line, and she was very, like, wayward. Like, she was on her own, and she was putting other people in danger as a result of it. But you do get the sense that she, like, I don't know if her character was supposed to, like, be really smart or not, but you just didn't get the sense that she, like, knew what was going to happen if she did certain things. And I just it's like never really liked her. Like when she shot Dell in their house, like mm-hmm. that was a That's dumb, hot-headed move. Like she, she was very frustrating to watch, especially yes. as you see Jacob start to like understand reason and realize that there's got to be some kind of compromise. 
And so it was crazy when we think that he's going to kill her and she's actually poisoned him. Like I didn't see that shit. I didn't coming. either. I didn't either. I was. I remember. Th- I remember thinking she's got to go, and then she ended up. She's got staying to. for most of the series, which irked me too. Yeah. <laughs> I hated her character. Okay, so then the other thing about Darlene that I will never get over is her and Wyatt oh, man. getting together. Like what that the was fuck disgusting. was that? Yeah. Please. That was so troubling. It really was. I hated that. But there was storyline. <laughs> It was so gross, except for the one moment. So, like, it's after Ben is dead, and Wyatt and Ruth have gone through their whole not talking, but finally, like, coming together and, like, rekindling their relationship. And they're commiserating over Ben dying. And then Wyatt says to Ruth, like, Darlene wants me to meet her mom. (laughs) And her response is, well, that's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) I love that shit. (laughs) I love her... one of the things that like I started doing when I was watching it is like speaking in a really exaggerated accent, kind of like Ruth, just for funsies. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see. Some I don't know shit about that. fuck. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I the whole Darlene and Wyatt thing. I, I get when we get around to the point, like I get why it was necessary for Wyatt to die, and that because he was you know in the wrong place at the wrong time, because then that's what drives Ruth to do you know her next thing. So it's mm-hmm. like I get how it all kind of comes together. Do you think they wrote that relationship like knowing like, okay, we're going to do this because it's going to end up with Wyatt being killed, which is going to put revenge into Ruth's heart and like, you know what I'm saying? Or do you think they just kind of wrote I it along the like way? They, I feel like Wyatt had to be put in danger and had to be taken out because that was, I mean, we don't really count three because three just is like there peripherally, right, whatever. Right. His name is even three because he's the third cousin. Like, you don't count. So it was the last person that Ruth had that she could lose that would make her go to that level. Like, she had to lose Wyatt to get to that place where she was willing to risk everything. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I just I think the show is just beautifully written, too. Like, I feel like there was, wasn't a dud of a season. Like, I liked every season. I feel like it progresses really well. Everything kind of makes sense with the characters involved. Um, you were never, I was never at a point where I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did they do this? Like even the Wyatt Darlene thing made sense when we got to their yeah. ultimate, you know, ending. So, you know, I hundred percent agree. I feel like it is well thought out and there's nothing that's happening. That's frivolous or without purpose. Right. Honey P. Um, characters I hated Mason because he was like, kind of like Darlene is like just stubborn, pig headed, not willing to see reason, fucking constant foil. Mason drove me nuts. He was just like, so sanctimonious. Yeah, He was an idiot. Too. He was an, yeah, he got his fucking wife killed, got his baby taken up by social services. Like he was making all the bad choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Petty was also a man obsessed. Cade was disgusting as a human being, and Wendy is the devil. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I did have Darlene Snell on that list too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are just like when I think of some of the most irredeemable characters in television, they would probably all five be on my top ten. They're just terrible. Nice, nice. I could I could yeah. see all those. I'm on board with those. Thank you. Um. I have a couple of like, I don't know if I would call them running gags or goofs, but things that didn't seem to add up with reality when I saw them. Oh, okay. For instance, when Ruth was able to throw Frank Cosgrove Jr. off the boat, 
She's like 98 pounds so I know, but that was fucking pulling... great, though. I loved it. <laughs> it was great. God, I loved it. And Mar- Marty was it watching just... it on the security camera. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I like the way that their relationship develops throughout the show, too. Like, it's just, it creates these relationships and these bonds or like these fondnesses for characters you didn't think that you could have and you didn't think were possible it makes them possible and it makes it realistically possible yeah i like it the in season four I, I don't know i would have liked a little more closure with marty and ruth's relationship but i did like how marty was basically telling wendy to go fuck herself when it came down to you know ruth's demise like and i think he even said at one point i don't i'm i'm paraphrasing but he said at one point that he wasn't going to do that because he cared about her, you know, and I did, I yeah. did wonder, there were times throughout the series, like in the f- first few seasons where I did wonder, like, does Marty really care about Ruth or is he using her because of her, like, you know, nose to the grindstone kind of like attitude and she gets, yeah. she, she was getting shit done for him or did she really, did he really care about her? And in season four, at least me, they kind of did convince me like, okay, Marty does really care about her. You know, like he, oh, I hundred percent believe. Yeah, he, he could have sold her up the river and saved himself a lot of headache, and he and he didn't. You know, so um, their their relationship was very like flawed, and it was like a roller coaster. But their friendship, their relationship, whatever you want to call it, like was very intriguing to me. And I wish it had had a little more light shined on it in the final episode, like the two of them. You know, um, mm-hmm. but I, I I love that they kind of at least made me feel at ease that Marty did care about Ruth at the end. You know. Yeah. Well, I feel like Marty is a bad person, maybe, but he's also like, maybe he's just been put in these really bad situations where there were no good. Like, I feel like if he was given the opportunity to make good choices that he would at least maybe make them, whereas some characters would never make them. Yeah. Yeah. And when Ruth comes in at the end of part one of season four and she's like, you know, she finds out about Wyatt, and she's trying to find out where Omar's... I can't remember, for some reason, his cousin's name that did the killing. Javi. Javi, that's right. Um, and she's just like... I mean, Julia Garner was fucking on fire, dude. And she's like, oh my you're going to have to fucking kill me. And she's just screaming in their faces, you know? And she fucking hates Wendy, you know? Oh, hates Wendy. Wendy oh, is yeah. just... Wendy v. Ruth is one of the greatest freaking matchups because Ruth doesn't... She, Ru, Wendy can't checkmate Ruth. Like, there's right. no... She can't get Ruth to do what she, she wants Ruth to yep. do. And it's the only one. Everybody else she can get to fall in line in some regard. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, in, in, in a weird way, I think... And maybe it's because I think this, but I think Ruth also thinks, like, Wendy is, like, the fly in the ointment of, like, their perfect kind of harmony, too. Like, her and Marty's, like, operation... Like, mm-hmm. Wendy's always the one that's really driving a wedge into, like, making it a little easier and a little better for everyone. She's always doing all this weird shit that just kicks things up a notch when it was unnecessary. And, you know, kind of as an extension of that, Ruth grows resentful of Marty for being with Wendy. But as we, but yeah. as we know, Marty's not going to leave Wendy. I mean, that's why he's doing everything he's doing to begin with. So... Um, it's just, it's just a weird kind of around the, around the circle of life kind of, you know, dynamic on the show between those three characters for sure. Well, and like to get more analytic of that whole dynamic we get in season four, Wendy's, uh, I guess, alcoholic recovery, alcoholic, and then renewed alcoholic father in the picture. Cause like he's 
in town looking for Ben. And so then he's like creating this relationship with Jonah. And you kind of understand later, like that Wendy, basically he tells Wendy that she was a slut and she's unlovable. But then Marty Mm -hmm. basically loves her through seeing all of this darkness that she is. So like the two of them are just really locked the fuck in together. Yeah. Like Wendy's never going to leave him or like basically do him dirty because he, this is the one man that's never going to leave. Whereas all the other people in her life have written her up once they've seen her truth. The stuff's just like coming back to my mind as you're talking, but I mean, so many things, did Laura Lenny get nominated for an Emmy, by the way, was she on there for actress? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she had to have. Right. I mean, because as you're talking, I'm like thinking about the scene where she breaks down on the steps of the courthouse, you know? Oh my God. I mean, her acting in this season or the whole show, but particularly in season four, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it was just so like where she had to have been killed and the breakdown she has with that. And she like kind of disappears and lives like in a Walmart parking lot for like a week or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then the breakdown on the steps of the courthouse, th- like thinking she's losing her children. Like, I mean, I have kids, so, you know, maybe that's why all this stuff kind of like ta- speaks to me, but it's like, mm-hmm. she just really sold to me the like torture that she must've been going through in those scenarios, you know, and her acting. But I'm I'm not even convinced it was torture. I think that part of it is like it was an act. Yeah, to try that's a good to point. like manipulate and try to get people to do what they want. Because then she later checks herself into the freaking mental facility as a way to get her kids not to leave to You're go right. to North Carolina. That's a good point. So like she's doing all of this shit just to fuck with people. But I did sense the anguish in her with Ben though, didn't you? I sense the anguish over losing, not oh, over losing her was? kids, but over losing and to her dad. Like she was not going to lose this man who put her down, who made yeah. her suffer through all of this physical, that. mental abuse. Let her kids go to this man. No, but like just let this man in general win against her at this point in her life. That was never going to But her happen. character is such an enigma. I mean, just listen to us even she talking is. about it. You know what I mean? She's such an enigma. Like, cause we don't like you have everything you're saying makes sense. Right. And then everything, right. everything I said, I thought throughout the show as I was watching it. But it's, but yeah. it's like we don't really know. Like, Wendy Bird is this just, like, weird kind of, like, mystery character. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know, really know what she's thinking, you know? Because you've seen her do things that you thought nobody would do. And she did them. And she freaking got over doing them and was able to continue doing horrible things to people that she supposedly cares about. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, a peach. She really is. Wow, yeah. um, what other do you have any? I'll go, no, go ahead. No, go I was going to say, and I mentioned it before, but it's just so funny to me how like she really is the show's villain. Like if you really, I really think, so. think about it, because if she's not in that picture, like let's just say she died in season one from s- somehow, like, I don't know, whatever you want to say. Then like think of all the shit that would not have happened from her like mm-hmm. bad choices and like greediness do you know what I mean? So she really, in my mind, is kind of like this villain that kind of lives with the good guys the whole time. And they don't really know she's back there in the back room, like, fucking everything up. You know what I mean? Plotting against right. everybody. She wears two faces like that throughout the show. And she just does so such a good job at it. Well, even to build on that, like, throughout the series, you get these, I guess, like, this interchanging antagonist. So you've got Petty for a while. You've got Navarro for a while. You've got Javi. You've got Maya. But throughout, you've got Wendy, who is an antagonist to our protagonist's, like, agenda. Mm -hmm. 
So, like, she really is, like you said, I didn't even think about it until you said it, but she is, like, the main villain of the show. Right, right. She's the one that's just kind of throwing everything awry, you know? What a twat burger. Right? Um, okay, so I think I mentioned all of my favorite moments already, just regular talking. What are some of your favorite moments? Well, as far as a running, or story as far as a running gag, I didn't really have, I don't, I don't think gag's the right word, but... Because this, this right. show doesn't really have any gags, you know what I mean? It's a little dark for that. But um, the whole, like, O at the beginning of each episode with the different images in the letter O. Oh, those were always fun. Yeah, those are cool. And I would pause it uh, early on, like, the first couple c- uh, episodes to try to figure out, like, well, I wonder what this is going to be about. Like, okay. you know. So- oh, you tried to use it as a predictor? Yeah, I just tried yeah. to remember what they were and, like get remember them like when they came up in the episode like that was that that was that but my memory sucks because weed yeah yeah (laughs) um as far as favorite moments though um i mean we've talked about a lot of them already but one of the most memorable ones in the first season is towards the end of that season uh the episode's called coffee black but it's when ruth basically kills her uncle and cousin because she thinks they're going to kill marty and she kind of like basically saves marty's life and at that moment, we knew as the audience, like, okay, Ruth is tied to Marty. Like, she's literally killing her own family members to save his life uh, because she sees something in this business with him or whatever father figure maybe, or I don't know, whatever, like, weird, fucked up Freudian shit's going on in Ruth's head. But for whatever reason, she sided with Marty, a person that she had just met eight episodes before that. So um, <laughs> that was a very memorable, you know, where they got electrocuted in the uh, – late late or whatever so that one's a was a big one for me because it kind of connected ruth and marty forever at that point and that was what basically started driving her and her closest cousin wyatt apart because even before wyatt knew that she was responsible he was questioning it and she was having the guilt and so like they couldn't get back on track until like they got that out of the way right but I was going to also say earlier, I forgot, it was very interesting, especially like around that time, the birds, the kids all know everything that's going on. Everybody's up front and knows all all of the demons that are going on in the family and are a supportive, like they're still having family dinners. They are basically like that leave it to beaver family support system that Ruth has always wanted. Like her dad's recently out of prison and she's dealing with that. So she, I think looks to the birds as like having that family bond that she has been craving since her mother died. And I think that's why she goes so hard for them. Yeah. I I think you're right. I, I also, I, yeah, I mean, that's another one of those like beautiful things in the writing of the show is that, they leave it it's a little ambiguous as to the connection there like because it's kind of in Ruth's mind really mm-hmm. but yeah i agree with you there's, there's definitely some shit going on with her detachment from her actual family yeah i mean Cade was a monster and then you kind of like meet her mom's friend in the last season mm-hmm. and kind of get to learn a little bit more about like ruth's mom and wonder what her family life would have been like had her mom not died yeah have you ever been to the lake of the ozarks no, I've never been. I think the I furthest west I've been is Colorado. I want to go. Uh, my boss is actually going there next week, and I was like, oh, my God, she doesn't even watch the show. She's just going there because I guess, I don't know, I guess it's actually a vacation destination. I've never been there. No, it is. Yeah. So I listen to the guys from Workaholics have a podcast, and for Adam's bachelor party, they went to his parents' house at Lake of the Ozarks. So they were talking a lot about that, and so when I'm watching this show, I'm picturing, like, 
the workaholics <laughs> dudes showing their buttholes <laughs> to people from docs. Like, it's just weird. Uh, please, please. I would love to see that and be a part of that. <laughs> Um, yeah. They're a fucking hoot. I love those guys. I mean, anything anything you can say about Ruth, too. I mean, any, anything Ruth did on the show, I was just, like, enamored with her character. You know, I already mentioned the part where she storms in when she finds out about Wyatt. Uh, I didn't I didn't like oh her God. ending. Kind of disappointed me a little bit. I, was a, I wanted... Go ahead. That's So, things that we would change. I didn't want Wendy to win. I was heartbroken that Ruth died, but she also, like, what else did she have to live for at that point? Yeah, I mean, she knew she was going to die in that moment. She's just like, all right, you know, took you long enough for whatever she said, which is some... She went out like a fucking gangster. Which is some badass shit she that she would say, you know. But... Yeah, I also, I was going to say, I really liked the Rachel story arc. I liked that we got her back in season four, yeah. and it was... It was sad to see that she had kind of picked herself up and then see her fall back down into this hole again, coming back to the Ozarks. Yeah. Um, was I mean, I, you know, already kind of, we are, we do this thing, actually, you and me get to talking and we kind of already answer all of our questions. But <laughs> <laughs> as far as like things to change, I mean, I do think, I, I wish, like, I just wish there was some way um, that Wendy would have been the person, like the main character that died. You know. She needed to yeah. go. I I feel bad for her family members that she's still alive. Like she's an ever present threat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I hated seeing Ruth go. I don't know. I just feel like that character was so iconic from this show, and it literally launched Julia Garner's career. Like she could fucking do anything she wants now uh, because of the yeah. notoriety she gained in the show, and she just did such a good job as Ruth Langmore. And I don't know. I just feel like she could have been like lifted a little bit higher up on a pedestal. At the end there, like, kind of, you know, I mean, not dying would have been a great start. But, right. You know, just a little more, like, paying homage to what she did for the show, you know? I will say, though, I like that this series ended dark like it did. I liked, oh, Mal Saddam. We didn't even mention him at all, that private eye. I really liked him yeah. as kind of, like, not an antagonist, but he's, like, He's con it's a constant thorn in their side and he's got like this personality. He's like won't quit smart. He's just constantly kind of getting there. So I thought when he showed up in the final scene that he was gonna have them kind of pinched and they just fucking shut that shit down real quick. Yeah, yeah. And you get this you get the sense that this this shit's carrying on though, you know. It yeah. is. And I I like that this show, because this show is dark and gritty, and it's not an uplifting show, so there's no reason for it to have like a happy ending. any kind of a happy right. ending. Yeah, it, it needed to be, I think, what it was. I think it was a great ending for the yeah, show. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, a lot of people, it was kind of divisive, and that happens really when any series ends, is everybody's like, you can't believe you didn't do this, or didn't do that, or why'd you do this? But, like, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's like you have to end shows, you know what I mean? So it's, it, yeah. I'm sure it gets progressively harder to, you know, one-up the previous show that, you know, had a great ending or whatever. But there's always going to be stuff hanging out there, and Ozark is no different. But I was completely fine with the way it ended. I just wish Ruth had not died is the main thing. I think it's a testament to her character that we are so upset that she died. That means they did a really great job writing her, and she did a great job acting How, how great, true. How great would it have been if there had been, like, some kind of brawl or just a fallout shit where her and Wendy killed each other? Oh. <laughs> great, right? But Wendy dies first, so Ruth gets to watch <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, Fuck Or yeah. Marty comes running in, and he can save one of them, and he saves Ruth. So she just lives for, like, five minutes longer, you know? 
Right? Or Ruth is like watching Wendy die and she's like, I just saved your family from you. Exactly. Yeah. So like she's the hero of her family, not Wendy, like Wendy thinks she is. Some shit like that would be I don't know. I just I just felt like Wendy was so reckless, particularly in the last season, that I that I'm like thinking to myself, Yeah, she's gonna die. And I'm okay with that. And then she never did. So I was just that that was no, the only thing. She's she's just constantly it starts out with her making some unilateral decisions that are a little ballsy and she just goes to like sneaking phone calls to Navarro, like all kinds of wild shit that she's doing that is just straight up reckless with the people that she's supposed to care about. I just, no, right. no Wendy Bird. Right. And then Marty had the opportunity, you know, to take the FBI deal, which would basically, you know, make sure their family was safe and they could relocate. And she's like talking him out of it and shit. And it's like, yeah, you know, so I don't know, man, Wendy Bird. I wanted her to die. Yeah. She needed Me to too. die. All right. Well, at least All we right. agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you have anything you want to say before we marry, bang, and kill? No, but I did just, I was looking up because I was wanting to confirm if um, Laura Linney had been nominated for an Emmy, and she did. But listen to this shit. So at this year's Emmys, it's a freaking, all of them. So it was uh, Bateman, Linney, Julia Garner, uh, Outstanding Drama Series, also Jason Bateman for directing because he directed quite a few of them. Yeah, he did. Uh, Laura Linney directed a couple, too. I don't know who Tom Pelfrey is. I think that might be the guy that plays her dad. But he got nominated for a guest spot on it. So, yeah, a lot of people. But listen to this shit. So, at the Lake of the Ozarks, I just found this out as I was looking for the Emmy nominations. Uh, in February of 2018, after the show was widely popular, a restaurant opened up called Marty Bird's in the, in the Lake <laughs> of the Ozarks. And it includes many menu items inspired by the show, including Ruth's Smoked Wings. So now, That's so awesome. now I have to go to the Lake of the Ozarks now. Now you have yeah, to just for the five five fucking restaurant. I'm just gonna go on like a two day trip and just go to the restaurant and then come home. Oh my god! Just <laughs> get it fucking DoorDash yeah, to exactly. you and pay the delivery fee. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> fucking that would be an exorbitant amount. You'd have to be a drug money launderer in order to pay. So that. anyway, sorry about that. I just saw that fact. That no, that you're fine. Me up a little bit. I love facts. All right. Do you want to marry, bang, and kill first, or do you want me to go first? Um. I don't have mine. I think I know it, but you go first. Okay, so I'm going to marry um, the P.I. Mel Saddam. Oh, okay. I feel like he's got he's got his demons, but I feel like he is overcoming them, and I feel like he wants to do the right thing, and he's smart as a whip. And there's nobody there's nobody good to pick in this series to marry. Like everybody's got their issues, so like I feel like he's the best of the worst. That's fair. Um. Bang, again, similar conundrum. Who the fuck am I going to have sex with in this show? I guess it's going to be the crazy-ass nephew, Javi, because mm, okay. he's fine-looking, I guess. Oh, okay. He's fine. He's, I, don't, I, can't, I can't bang Jason Bateman. That's just weird. All right, well, hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't bang, I can't bang Michael Bluth. That's too odd for okay. me. Um, and then I'm going to kill Wendy because yeah. we already said she has well, to We'll die. start there because I'm going to kill her too. Uh, she should have yes. died. Me and you should not be killing her. She should be dead. But yeah, yes. that's my kill. Uh, I'm going to marry Marty. I fucking love Jason <laughs> Bateman. I, like I love him in literally everything. Like interviews, movies, TV, like anything I've ever seen him in, I love him. And I just love his calm demeanor. I feel like you'd just be chill, have a glass of wine with and just, you know, talk shit about Wendy and how we killed her, you and I. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, 
And I then, will say he does respond beautifully to pressure situations oh, yeah. in this show. Like, oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this is going to be a bit of a curveball, like out of left field. But okay. I'm thinking to myself as I'm sitting here, because Ruth was like my first choice to bang. Just, mm. you know, I just, I don't know, Julia Garner, you know what I mean? But With that Justin Timberlake hair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with that ramen on her head. All but right, I'm then. not going to do that. I'm going to go with a side character from season four, Claire Shaw. You remember her? Claire, the one that was okay. the CEO of Shaw Medical. She was hot. Okay. I remember thinking Claire was kind of hot, like the biggest businesswoman thing she had going on there. So. See, now I thought you were going to pick Rachel, but that's, I get uh, it. Yeah, but Rachel, I don't know. She's, she's kind problems. of flawed. You know what I mean? I don't know. She might be calling me like every day, you know? So I don't I feel like Claire Shaw would be <laughs> done with me after one night, you know? I, I feel yeah. that. I feel like that's a respectable decision. Yeah, so that's what I'll do. So, Perfect. I love it. Well, Gerald, thank you so much for of coming course. on to chat with me about this. I Maybe I will rewatch this show at some point, but I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a vibe to this show that I enjoy. Like the the setting and the way it's shot does create like this kind of like summery kind of vibe and energy that I enjoyed watching this time of year. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Uh, you know, like I said, I wish I could have watched the finale for this and I didn't get a chance to, but I'll probably revisit that at a minimum. Um, but yeah, I love the show. It's one of my favorites. Like I said, of the last 10 years or so, I think it's one of the best things Netflix has done. If I'm being honest. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's like stranger things level, but it's probably like top two or three shows that they've put out. And I'm just, that's off the top of my head, but. Have you seen Bojack Horseman? I've watched some of that and I really, really like that too. That would be up, that would okay. be up there as well, but I haven't finished it. So, okay. but I, I feel like I, I'm scared to make that list. I haven't made that list. I think the countdown did that as a topic recently, but I, I didn't go all that deep into yeah, Dan it. Dan and I did it too, but it was like five years ago. So we, um, oh, yeah. we, is he near you? I wonder if we updated, I don't, we, we did a list recently, but I think it was movies. So we You asked that. He was literally just took the headphone out of my ear like three seconds ago to listen in and I was like, get out of here. I'm wrapping this oh, up. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I'll have to ask Dan, but we just recently did one before I had my hiatus, you know, last year. Mm-hmm. And I think it was we did Netflix original movies. So him and I are gonna redo Netflix original shows because we did that one like five years ago. So that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I love Ozark. I mean it's definitely gonna be on my list, so well, shit, spoiler for your episode. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on with me. It's always a pleasure to chat with another North Carolina friend. Absolutely. About a show where they mention North Carolina about a million times. There you go. That's us. Rise up. That's us. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. I don't know. I was starting to say goodbye to Gerald and realized we were still recording a podcast. So, uh, <laughs> bye. See ya.
Yeah.